I'm not like Savannah. I don't go into deep research. Yeah, you know, ask if I yes. shave my legs. Yeah. <laughs> shave your legs before weightlifting competition. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. It's actually t- from today the barbell cycling the cleans like make my thighs really red, and I feel like there's actually like shorter hairs on my thighs from where like the clean brushes it a lot. Well, you know we're going to start with that, right? <laughs> so welcome everyone to the CrossFit Bar podcast. Jason, as always, joined today by Joey Harrison. Getting a lot of Harrisons on these days. Yeah, I know. No relation to Will Harrison or Roger Harrison, but my brother is called Will Harrison, but it's not the Will it's Harrison. Not, oh, it's not the well, Will, no, Will Harrison. Don't tell my brother that, but... <laughs> yeah. yeah, I bet he thinks he is the Will, yeah. Will Harrison. Okay, um, Joey, this is the most we've ever spoken, so this is exciting. Yeah. <laughs> um, but first of all, peanut butter, crunchy, smooth, covered in chocolate. And you so, are also the only person that's said, I just need a bit of time to do some well, peanut butter testing before coming <laughs> on the podcast. This is because, if I'm honest, I don't like peanut butter, which is really bold statement as a CrossFitter. It's almost but, like a Harrison thing, I think. Mm, <laughs> yeah, it could be. Um, it would have to be disguised in chocolate. Like, I would say the only time I would choose to have peanut butter would be, like, inside a chocolate protein shake or something like that to... <sighs> Oh, when you talk of like in. disguised in chocolate, I'm thinking, ah, oh, like a Reese's Pieces. Oh, no, no, it's got to be buried <laughs> in there. Protein shake, yeah, like yeah, a... properly, like a teaspoon in like a litre of protein shake. <laughs> All right, that's one of the most interesting answers we've had. I quite <laughs> like this. Um, now, I know you're into your weightlifting, so mm-hmm. obvious question, clean or snatch? It would have to be, I would prefer snatch, but it's because I need to get better at cleaning jerks in comparison to my snatch. Oh. Which is like usually the opposite to 90% of people you'd ask. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think it's because I'm very much more technical athlete rather than a strong athlete. So... Speaking my language. (laughs) Like my cleaning jerk is the same as my front squat, for instance. Right. um, Which is not how it should be. Um, So, yeah, I can relatively lift more in the snatch by getting through it with technique rather than... Like there's a lot more kind of a strength element to a clean jerk. Yes. I look at the snatch as the great leveler. <laughs> but like guys that are big, strong and yeah. just clean a house. Yeah. But then you're like, now do it as yeah. a snatch. And they're like, yeah, oh, no, I, like it, I don't yeah. have the mobility. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's why I can get away with that. I also think the taller you are, sometimes snatching is easier than clean jerking. Oh, no. You can get the bar higher through like your triple extension and then under obviously your bottom position is not as deep but you can get the bar higher when you're taller which helps i think with snatch i see i always think of it the opposite way i always think ha you have to get the bar higher (laughs) and i don't yeah you just cheat it by going wider with your hands though so it's fine (laughs) there we go see these are the conversations we need to have to to help me improve but um (laughs) right let's move away from weightlifting for a second run swim or bike so my i would probably pick run because i have a lot of experience with running before crossfit um but i do enjoy cycling i've got a fair bit of cycling experience as well before crossfit and then not much swimming um but kind of in the summer i try and swim like at least once a week for when i make to a crossfit competition that requires that which hopefully i do otherwise it'd be a bit of a waste of time all the swimming training um but we had um, Trinity a couple of years ago where there was a swimming event in that with like worm squats. And so, yeah, that's when I started doing swimming training. I was terrible at swimming before that, but now getting there. 
slowly. And when you say terrible, I feel like that's a sliding scale because <laughs> when we were at Sid and they had the, the swimming event, mm. some of the lifeguards <laughs> were like, this is easy. Why are they struggling so much? <laughs> so like a good swimmer for CrossFit. Yeah. And a good swimmer. I yeah. feel like a two different things. And actually you saw at Sid good swimmers mm-hmm. that just, it just breezed excelled. through yeah. it. Yeah. It was, it's one thing like, Crossfitters on general probably aren't the best swimmers because obviously we never train it. And so doing swimming and making it harder by adding other movements on the side of the pool is not a great recipe. <laughs> but it is the CrossFit way. So yeah, it it's entertaining. Sense. Yeah, well, we, at, at recording this, was it, Wednesday? So tomorrow, Wadapalooza kicks off. So mm, you know that's exactly. going to have swimming and Yeah, and like weight. open water swimming as well, even better. <laughs> what would be your go-to post-workout snack? not butter obviously we've established that well so i i get ripped quite a lot for my post-workout shake that i have um so well so i do sport and exercise science my degree and this semester we've got a nutrition and metabolism module um and one of the um like units within the module is post-workout nutrition um and the importance of carbohydrates, which I'm not really allowed to say being like CrossFit because there's no sugar in CrossFit. But um, yeah, like a glucose and fructose mixture is supposed to be the best carbohydrate to have after right. training for glycogen uh, store replenishment. And so I'll have about 30 grams of protein in, from a protein powder and then about 50 grams of icing sugar in the shake <laughs> and then like five grams of creatine um that's my protein sweet. shake probably yeah it's sweet but it's a lot cheaper than buying like these special carbs from my protein and bulk powders when it's kind of the same thing it's probably just yeah it just tastes really sweet <laughs> um but yeah that would probably be my go-to um purely for like the performance side i wouldn't say i enjoy it that much i don't crave it (laughs) this was like a really random question i just threw on last minute i was like oh what else could i ask him oh i didn't expect this was (laughs) oh this was a great great yeah icing sugar it's the one icing sugar but only only if you're doing crossfit for like performance benefits if you're doing it for your health don't have 50 grams of icing sugar after (laughs) yeah yeah Joey, I think you know where this is going now. It's the final warm-up question. When we, ma- wait, why are you laughing? <laughs> Can't wait to hear this. When we make the CrossFit Bath movie, who are you casting to play you? I really struggled with this to try and think of someone. You think you struggled? I struggled. <laughs> yeah, with this I, to I was actually thinking that, like, I'm finding this really hard. Jason's got no idea. Um, and so I'm going to flatter myself and go with Tom Holland as a young actor who is yeah i don't know how old he is but he looks kind of similar age to me i think he is similar. i think he is yeah. like 24 yeah like he's 121 not, so he's he's not as young as he mm. looks he's he's hollywood young yeah yeah exactly yeah okay okay 21 so young. <laughs> so young so much taller than me <laughs> so i am um, i did struggle with this and Actually, one of the people on my shortlist was Tom Holland. Nice, so good. you're welcome. <laughs> then I stumbled across this picture, and I was like, oh, "Okay, Nicholas yeah. Holt." Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, that could be it. That could be. I mean, it's like I feel like he plays very creepy characters, though. <laughs> Joe, I don't know you that well. <laughs> yeah. 
All I know about you is that you put icing sugar in your protein shakes. So. Fair enough. I guess I am. <laughs> yeah. But okay, good. Oh, I'm happy with that. Nice. Right, I've put my phone away, so that's the written questions yeah. out of the way. Now let's get down to the deep philosophical chat. <laughs> um, I really want to go in two directions. So obviously I know you've got, a, well, I mean, just literally in the warm-up questions, we've heard the weightlifting experience. <laughs> just It just oozes out of you. <laughs> so I do want to get into that. But then you've talked a lot about CrossFit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's I always find it funny to kind of, I think more often, in my experience of just the people I've met, I've met a lot of um, weightlifters that found weightlifting through CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Like they would, they were doing it just in wads and stuff. And then somebody would come over and say, you're actually really good at this. Mm. You should focus in on that. Um, and then quite often it will be people that kind of have done weightlifting for a while and now they've moved into CrossFit. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, oh, I used to weightlift and now I do CrossFit because, you know, just to change it up. But you seem to be kind of quite all in on both. Yeah. Um, which seems weird to me. <laughs> but I want to know, I guess it's kind of what came first, the chicken or the egg. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to know where, was it weightlifting that led to CrossFit, CrossFit that led to weightlifting? Yeah. What's the story? So I probably found lifting weights first, not necessarily weightlifting, but kind of strength training first. From before CrossFit, I used to train um, in decathlon, so in athletics. Um, and in that, we would do strength and conditioning for that, which would be weight training. Um, and that was a big focus for me because before decathlon, if you don't know decathlon, like it's a very power-based sport. So like the longest event is the 1500 meters, which is a long event, but that's like one of 10 and all the others are power-based. Um, and so before decathlon, I was doing long-distance running. And so I was not powerful at all. So I was never very good at <laughs> decathlon in general. Um, but to kind of counteract that, put a lot of focus on the strength side. And then um, I was looking for somewhere to train Um outside of like the athletics club to do more training Um, secret training where they wouldn't see you where they wouldn't know what you were doing well it was more so um like i would only be able to go to the track to train at very specific times and use those the gym there under like the supervision of the coach the track coach um and so yeah i was looking for somewhere to train there happened to be a crossfit gym in the same town as my school and so I approached them to ask whether I could basically train there. Um, And they actually had like a kind of small join to our school where the owner of that gym, their um, daughter went to our school and I knew her quite well. So I went and trained there um, for a while doing strength and conditioning, not CrossFit. We were doing cleans because athletics do them quite a lot. I have vague memories of doing like clean grip snatches as well, which is very much like now being in CrossFit, how you can see that athletic coaches, they try and pick pieces from weightlifting. Like the, like obviously the Olympic lifting is really good for developing power rather than just using the movements themselves to develop them. They try and RX plus them almost and do more complex things. And so that was what that was from. Um, 
and then yeah so training at this gym um i ended up getting a job there working on their front desk um this is when i was like 16 um and then stopped there because i had my a levels i needed to revise for once i finished my a levels they i had done a little bit of like of their classes so my kind of early memory is doing the open in february 2018 very early on when i'd like just started crossfit um and so yeah started crossfit first in that and then basically because i'm not very powerful or wasn't very powerful weightlifting was really bad in my crossfit and so that's when i decided that i need to make weightlifting a higher focus to bring that up to like the level of like my aerobic side for the sport and so that's when i made like a big focus on weightlifting and now like they're kind of two big focuses but in my head still weightlifting is to supplement my crossfit but don't tell my weightlifting Shocking that. Right. oh sorry no one will hear this don't worry oh i forgot about the microphones ah, that i'm I mean, that, do I say that's a shocking revelation? Mm. That is interesting because I, yeah. Wow. Oh, where do we go from here? Okay. <laughs> but that makes sense. I think, um, I mean, yeah, yeah I, I think I, I understand it from a very kind of, I guess the, I had a similar experience. with. I mm. think I probably did the same open as my first open mm. actually. Um, and for me, that was like, getting buried under a 22.5 kilo dumbbell <laughs> yeah. for the first time. I mean, like, oh man, I am too. So when I started CrossFit, like pull-ups, no problem. Mm. I think I, I weighed like 64 kilos, something yeah. like that. So yeah, like, yeah. bang, knocking mm-hmm. those out. Uh, any barbell stuff, anything heavy, I was just absolutely crushed. So yeah. similar thing that I was like, focus on that. Try to, and and it's always hard to learn, get that balance, right? Because mm-hmm. you start, so I got a lot heavier and the barbell got a lot easier mm-hmm. and the pull-ups and stuff like that got a lot harder yeah and it's taken me kind of yeah like five years to now mm. feel like i'm almost in that sweet spot where it's like okay i've i've dropped a bit more weight again yeah but the strength numbers are still kind of where they should yeah, be yeah it's a balancing up. act it is like complex to like balance okay but i i've often said like if i think if i walked away from crossfit i'm not doing that i'm just saying if i did <laughs> Calm down. Um, I've always thought I'd probably just do Olympic lifting. Like, mm. It is enjoyable. Yeah. Someone I said, used to say that. And then today I just died in the workout. <laughs> and, oh, maybe I won't. Yeah. It, I'm hesitant to say it, but it's, it's easier than CrossFit is. But I feel like outside of training, I hurt a lot more whilst weightlifting is a bigger focus than CrossFit. Right like joints wise like just because you're doing the same movements like more often than you do in crossfit um but it's yeah it's a tough sport like recovery is such a big part of that sport i think for me it the reason it kind of like just wouldn't make like you know i stopped doing crossfit but i still want to do something and i'll do like olympic lifting i think the reason it kind of just wouldn't make sense is there there isn't the same transferability into life yeah and, yeah. and so like it, I, you really have to think well why am i doing crossfit in the first time in the first place i'm not doing it to compete yeah i'm just doing it so that i can get through life mm-hmm. <laughs> basically um whereas i think if you're doing weightlifting it, olympic lifting it's kind of you are doing it to compete almost. yeah like there doesn't there's not really yeah another reason to do it yeah 100 percent. i feel like if you if you were to 
Olympic lift at maybe like a sub-maximal intensity just because you enjoy that style of strength training but then you'd have to supplement that with like some good aerobic stuff as well like you say to be kind of life yeah. fit um which yeah if that's what you enjoy then that's good but it's nice that crossfit encompasses both of those quite easily okay so you got into I just you know what it is is i was expecting this to go one way and then you've you've shocked <laughs> me sorry. with that actually <laughs> Actually, yeah, weightlifting is just a thing I do on the side because <laughs> I really love CrossFit. And I was like, whoa. I'm really is... interested that you feel like weightlifting is my main um, kind of sport out of the two because that must be what it comes across in terms of my training. Um, I don't know if it's so much in terms of your training. Uh, well, until I... So this is funny because I think I... I don't think I'd ever even seen you in the gym. When we were speaking the other day with Ollie, yeah. and I was like, I've seen a picture of Joey. I've never, <laughs> I don't think I've even seen him in the gym really, or mm-hmm. like maybe in the, just out the corner of my eye. Today I've seen you. Mm. Um, and I've seen you like going for a workout. And I think if I'd seen you training, and when I say I've seen you, not because you're sat in front of me now. <laughs> what I mean is while we were doing the class, you were doing your own training. Mm-hmm. And I think while Ollie was explaining part of the workout, could just hear in the background like turn around and you're like knocking out toes to bar or something like that and i was like oh yeah if i'd seen this then maybe i'd be like oh he's a crossfitter yeah he's, he's, yeah he's got his shirt off and he's doing toes to bar yeah the most so stereotypical yeah. crossfitter i've ever seen um so that does make sense but i think it's probably because i seen just like your instagram bio and you've got your your weightlifting achievements mm-hmm. on there no doubt if you made it to the games you'd probably have you know crossfit games athlete 20 yeah yeah let's definitely. go what should we go 25 24 25 yeah 20 25 i say 26, 26 26 yeah just, just be, just be give myself time <laughs> no doubt like that would be on your bio but i guess yeah. it's just that at the moment you've had more accolades within yeah. weightlifting and then you know I, I, and everything you're doing at the uni mm-hmm. is more tied to weightlifting yeah. because again crossfit's very new in mm-hmm. comparison so there's not going to be things yeah maybe established there that allow you to do the same i guess the same stuff academically mm-hmm. and that's probably why so it's not it's not a reflection on how good you are at Toastabar. <laughs> it was just an observation on what i'd seen from the outside yeah well i think it's good because like i said weightlifting was such a weakness for me and so i needed to kind of mentally make that my biggest focus and i feel like competing in weightlifting is a really good way in holding yourself accountable not only to like the weightlifting movement standards um but also to progressions like setting yourself a goal that you want to hit these numbers at this competition as well as you want to say podium at nationals or something like that and so yeah if you have a weakness that you know you need to work on putting your mind like fully into that zone and training like with a specialist coach in that area over like has helped me so much to get that up to par with everything else i'm noticing a trend here all right and and it's very much like the matt fraser losing the sprint event <laughs> and being like that will never happen again mm. <laughs> getting in touch with chris henshaw and like training right going and training with his um like college running coach mm. that, uh, you know because he's like oh, i can't believe i lost it and you're like weightlifting was a a weakness of mine and not only am I going to be like, well, I better work on my weakness. Mm. I think we all try. <laughs> we all try to work on our weaknesses, you know, especially if we see it like, this is my whole thing of, you know, when people say, oh, I don't look at the workout ahead of time. 
I'm always like, oh, I do look at it because I know if it's got a movement that's my weakness, there's no way I'm missing it because it's yeah. like, oh, you, you're only not there because you know that you're bad at this. <laughs> yeah. I can't live with myself if that's <laughs> going through my head. So mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, you know, 60 warbles. Oh, all right, I'm coming <laughs> then. I was yeah. planning to stay home, but now I have to go. Um, and then you'd also mentioned like you'd done a CrossFit event that had swimming. Mm-hmm. And now I'm swimming and I'm training <laughs> swimming because that was a weakness. Yeah. So I'm noticing that you you have this kind of drive to be a a well-rounded mm. athlete. You know, you're mm-hmm. that again that Matt Fraser thing of you know I train all year, so I don't have a wheelhouse move. Yeah, that kind of there isn't going to be that one thing. And I think that's really interesting that you've gone from well this was my weakness and now I'm competing in it mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that. I, I'm never going to be competing in warbles for time. Like it's <laughs> it's a weakness. I can get better. Yeah. But yeah, I don't have the drive to like grind them out and keep doing that. Um, yeah. Huh, interesting. So um, I, I guess now you're you're coaching a little bit here, mm-hmm. as we mentioned on that that coaches episode mm-hmm. that Ollie put out. So um, I've never had you coach, but I I'm also intrigued by that. Like, do you think that? like i would say specifically for example like with the weightlifting the fact that you were you did find it like such a a weakness that you've really focused on does that transfer over then into if you're coaching other people that you're like oh i know that mistake you're making because that's a mistake i was making is that that (laughs) kind of yeah that does help um like i also think the more that you dig into a certain subject like the more you can pick up on people's movements um it's like yeah if you focus on anything more then you'll see more in that area um so yeah i do really enjoy coaching the weightlifting um i also feel like it's something that when it comes up in a crossfit class you have to be so on it with like the coaching in that session because you've not got a ton of time um and so the cues that you do give have to be like you've got to basically triage like what is the most important one to to do now and we'll leave the others for the moment um like if keeping the bar close and making thigh contact in the clean is more important than say squatting just like an inch lower for that session then you got to kind of pick which one you're going to go at because you don't want to overload them too much in one session I mean, it's lovely to know that's how the coaches look at us. It's like, <laughs> right, this is a car wreck. So, oh, I can't fix everything. <laughs> well, yeah. What's the worst thing you're doing? <laughs> I suppose it's this one. You're like, oh. Yeah, it's a good way that um, how Ollie set it up with having the same coaches on kind of the same class every week because you do get that. If people come to the same one each time, then you know, like, right, we worked on this last week. Let's see if that has stuck and if we can move on to a new one this yeah. week. Yeah, if. <laughs> <laughs> So we worked on this last time. <sighs> You've not listened. Doing it. <laughs> that yeah. does happen. I think it's that, I mean, I always get made fun of because I'm always filming my lifts, but it's because I think there's that disconnect in your head of mm. like, I am doing that. Right? Yeah. It's like, you should, like, I am doing that. And then you look back on the video and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, all. it depends on how you learn. Um, like, I, well, I video everything, um, as you probably know. Um, and because I train on my own, I'm not like in a class with a coach. It helps me coach myself in the session um, and hold you accountable to like the movement standards as well. Um, it's an important tool that people don't make use of enough is videoing yourself, looking back, not only for kind of like 
tracking your progression. So you've got like a video of yourself a year ago and you can look at it and see how far you've come. But also for seeing those little bits, because sometimes people just don't, it doesn't connect if they're told it, they need to see it. Mm. So it's a good tool that people should use more often. But it's <laughs> as a coach, it can be annoying if there are like 20 phones around the gym, like recording everyone. Um, you don't want people like seeing on their phones during the session either. But when the time's right, yeah, video yourself. Yeah, I, I think I'd never, I say never, I rarely would ever. I, my videos are always going to be when we're doing like the lifts or something like that. Yeah. Or, or yeah, like even even things like a squat, just because then you can check. Oh, I was, yeah, yeah, the depth, the depth yeah, torso was great, like mm-hmm. all of that. But if it's like a 10 minute AMRAP, mm-hmm. I mean, one, I don't want to know what my form was like in minutes nine and 10. <laughs> so it's sort of. That might be the most important time yeah, to know, know what your form is. Just leave it running there for 10 minutes, <laughs> am I? Um, that's kind of my my um one of my rules whenever i do video and post my workouts is i always post my final or last round um because it holds me accountable to like staying on it in that last round um which yeah sometimes people can drop off in that last round and just hold on <laughs> i don't know what you mean i don't know <laughs> yeah i i've uh, some although sometimes we did that that max calories on the rower today and on that last round like i swear i was going harder than ever <laughs> and yet the calories were exactly like the, i think it was yeah the screen it, was covered wasn't it, it was four rounds i think and it was like first round first round i the just the transition like getting the monitor on took a little bit longer and then like two three and four were identical the mm. calories but on that final one, I was really pushing and I had Emma like hanging over my shoulder. So there's no way I was slacking off <laughs> yeah, in the final few seconds. With wrong technique. <laughs> and I was convinced I must be at least one calorie more. Exactly the same again. I was so... Oh. Well, that was the goal for the workout, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So Although well. there was always the kind of, if you can do one calorie more, we were also getting told. So <laughs> apparently I can't. I just a thought that counts. Just, that's my max. It's always good to know where your limits are. Yeah. Found it, apparently. Um I'm okay. So coaching a little bit now, but you're also very busy with your, your studies and your own training Mm -hmm. and all that. What's the kind of, what's the goal? Where are you, where, where is this, you know, like for me, it always sounds true because I've got two podcasts about CrossFit and I come in almost every day and then it's like, but actually CrossFit plays a very small part in my life. Mm -hmm. And it's not, you know, it's work and family and all of that is Mm -hmm. like way over here and CrossFit is this thing on this side. But, you know, this is kind of your, it seems like you're structuring your life around yeah. all, all of these things. So what's the, like, what are the goals? Where do you see yourself kind of taking this whole fitness thing? <laughs> so, well, my ultimate goal is to compete at the highest level of the sport, to make it to the games and compete oh. there. But it's such a bold statement <laughs> to make. So I'm always hesitant to kind of voice that. because yeah. it's Again, good thing there's no microphones here. <laughs> But this is going to hold me accountable now. Everyone's going to point and laugh in 10 years' time when (laughs) I don't make it. Um, But at the end of the day, I enjoy the training so much that if I spend eight more years trying to make it and don't, it won't have been a waste of time um, because those eight years would have been enjoyable anyway. Um, So that's kind of my ultimate goal. There's a lot of steps between there. So kind of a closer goal is to first qualify for a semi-final, um, which I don't think I'll make this year, um, potentially next year. And 
I'll be behind schedule if it's not <laughs> the year after the year after. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of like the closer goal. Um, but at the moment, it's like for this year, focusing on getting higher up in the quarterfinals. Um, ben and Jenny and I are talking about putting a team together for the Open. Um, so trying to make it to the semifinals on a team for CrossFit Bath. We're looking for an extra male, um, if you know anyone. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's kind of the goal for this season. Um, and again, that's why weightlifting takes such a big focus for me because getting to games level strong takes five, six years from where I am now. But then getting to kind of games level aerobic takes in comparison like one to two years hmm. and so you've kind of got to put a lot of focus on the back end of the or on the front end even of the weightlifting and the strength stuff to get that up first and then not letting the other bits lag behind still keeping them up but then once the strength element's there that's when you kind of like make your push yeah. um aerobically like to get up to the same level as that um so yeah that's the long-term goal but it's it's a very lofty goal, um, but some people can do it, so why not? I may as well try. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, again, like I'm analysing you so much during this, <laughs> but it, it does seem like you you clearly have this drive. Like as I was mentioning before, like this is my weakness. Now I'm going to compete in this thing. You know, mm. This is my weakness. Who knows if I'm going to do a competition that's got swimming? But I'm going to make sure if it happens, yeah, I am ready for that. And I it and it, that does make sense. You're like, well, look, I'm going to, you know was it like Oscar Wilde or someone that was like, you know, shoot for the moon. Even if you miss, yeah. you land among the stars. Right. So it's yeah. like games is the ultimate goal. And if I never get to the games, but it meant I got to a semifinal or yeah. I got to do some other kind that of would still be crazy great. event that I never thought would have been mm -hmm. possible. Like that's brilliant. Right? Yeah. hundred percent. But ultimately, you know, I, and I mean, <laughs> that's kind of, I'm, I'm completely the opposite of almost like, well, I know I'd never get to the games, so why bother mm -hmm. doing anything? <laughs> like if if I go to an event knowing I'm going to come last, yeah, I, I don't necessarily enjoy killing myself to the same degree. I like training, <laughs> but I'm kind of I just guess I don't have that yeah. drive. If I had that drive, I'd be doing that. Mm. If I don't have that drive, I hide behind a microphone. That's <laughs> the way it works. Is a, so there's a strategy there somewhere. Um, but that's really. But I mean, when I go back to like being, oh, I thought, yeah, you were kind of like maybe, is it? Is it weightlifting first and then CrossFit? And now it's like, it's clearly CrossFit. Like yeah. 100%. The strength thing is interesting as well um, as, a, as a weaker guy. But, you know, over the last five years, I've made progressions. Mm -hmm. But yeah, compared to like aerobic progression and my like 5K time and things like that, yeah. the progressions are a lot slower. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we saw that, you know, seeing as I know you now, you're such a... Uh, a savant of the sport um <laughs> is that was like the Haley adams argument right yeah so Haley adams would do you know 100 toes to bar unbroken then go on a you know a, a massive run or whatever mm -hmm. she was amazing like beating these top tier games athletes yeah give her a heavy barbell and it was like year after year just that you weren't seeing yeah and it was constantly like oh but when is Haley gonna you know she's this is her big yeah. and it was just that kind of it takes time like it doesn't matter. You can focus on that, but it just physically takes you more time to do it. The problem she's got is people like Mallow Brand that have come in and yeah. are lifting insane amounts of weight at yeah, you know, 18 and 19 years old. That's um, that's crazy. But 
like the other thing I find interesting is, and this, you know, and I mean, you're at university studying all of this kind of stuff. So it makes sense that you approach everything with a very analytical <laughs> mind. Um, mm-hmm. Brent Fakowski should be should be scared, right? That you may take over as the professor. <laughs> I do, yeah, I do look up to him a lot because I like the way that he does analyze, like, in good detail a lot of other little bits. Um, it's like, yeah, it's maximizing um, all those little bits, but there's also like a downside to that. Like, you don't sleep certain... at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there's certain there's certain workouts where you you need to sh- just shut off and and just push and you can't be thinking of like oh no my my breathing rate's too high i need to slow down you need to kind of just push harder um and so there's like lots of conversations about whether kind of like being a smart athlete's a good thing or not like obviously it's good in certain things because you're not going to blow up as easily but there's certain workouts where you do need to get to that blow up stage and i feel like that's harder when you're over analyzing so you've got to find a balance of both of them but what's interesting is that i think like event to event yes um but what's interesting is your sort of your approach to like even saying you know oh, my goal would be to make it to a, a semi-finals not this year probably but the next year mm. and then and, and you're like and if i don't i'm behind schedule so it shows that you've you are thinking like okay it's probably gonna take this much time to make this much progress mm. and this much time to do that and that's like again you know, it's nice to be able to speak game speak with someone, but like that's kind of been a criticism of someone like Sarah Sigmund's daughter that was like jumping coach every year. Yeah. Because you're like a coach needs time more than a year to get you where you need to be because probably the plan is a, a three year plan or a five year plan. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, we're going to improve this much in this year. And then the next year we're going to shift the focus and we're going to go here. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're kind of, but if you're just using like that metric of, well, my performance at the games or at this event, wasn't what i wanted it to be mm-hmm. and the coach is like well yeah we, we knew that because we've changed up your training and yeah. actually next year you're going to be amazing yeah so I, I and i guess that's probably a good lesson for like us the common <laughs> the common gym goers <laughs> in that i think we find that even more difficult um like a year seems like a long time like if you've got a goal that you're like oh, mm. i really want to get this movement or i really want to do this it's going to take me a year maybe like that seems like a lifetime mm-hmm. and the idea of well actually maybe you need to focus on this element then this element and then in two years you'll be there yeah like yeah. two years <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it's building up the base is kind of what it all comes back to is building the base of the pyramid rather than trying to peak straight away um you've got to have a long-term focus on it because it does take years to get to that level. Um, I think it's misrepresented with people like, like Justin Medeiros, who's 21, like same age as me, but has still been doing CrossFit for seven or eight years. Um, and has, I think he competed at regionals maybe like three years and didn't make it to the games where it seems like he's kind of burst onto the scene, but there's so much work that goes in behind that. Um, and so, yeah, if you do have kind of a super high goal, you need to spend a lot of time building up your base before you do shoot for the goal. Yeah, yeah, and and then I get sometimes I think it's just that again a little bit kind of right place, right time. So someone like mm. Justin, he kind of did like blow onto the scene, and as you say, it wasn't like from nowhere. Mm-hmm. Again, it's one of the things where if you've been paying attention, yeah, um, and I mean even it surprised them, right? Because like that year when he won the filthy 150 and he got his um his invite through that mm-hmm. 
that was like a the first event that they they he was booked in to go to like another three or four because <laughs> yeah. he just was like oh that'll be kind of the one yeah to see where i am and then i'll and as soon as he kind of got that he was able to shift it mm-hmm. and then obviously once you're in, at that level you can kind of you know focus more on your training you can get rid you know you're going to have people coming on board that are offering to help you yeah. and are providing things that you need that at the moment maybe you you don't have that yeah. and that then allows you and it's kind of that then there's that exponential growth, right? Because you can focus more on those things so then you can get ahead. And that's where mm-hmm. now with the games, you see that kind of division of full-time athlete, part-time athlete. And obviously full-time athletes are getting better and better and better as are the part-time athletes, but they're not getting, it's like at different speeds, right? Mm-hmm. Because that one is like, well, I am getting better, but I'm also doing everything else I have to do to earn a living and to kind of yeah. do everything in life whereas you are just now 100 percent focused on yeah getting better yeah and then you and you start to get that kind of division yeah. between the the top half of the table yeah. and the bottom half the self-fulfilling prophecy of yeah the people that are better have more time so they get better even more compared to the ones that aren't and yeah. have less time so you've solved it <laughs> all right well joey it's been interesting um <laughs> as i said we'd never spoken before today so this yeah. was really uh i had no idea what to expect coming in um i'm very impressed to be honest uh and slightly surprised but <laughs> things i did not expect to hear was one crossfit was the priority mm-hmm. don't tell your weightlifting coach <laughs> uh two like games aspirations that's you know no idea didn't know that yeah aspirations we'll leave it at aspirations yeah for now for now <laughs> we'll play this in a couple of years time <laughs> when I get invited to come to the games to watch you, because Hopefully, obviously yeah. how much you support I've given you. <laughs> yeah. and, you know. and as you coach yourself, I can get your coach's pass. Yeah. Behind the scenes. <laughs> Just document it all. <laughs> all right, we've got a plan. Let's <laughs> nail this down. Um, but yeah, and then I, I just think it's been interesting, obviously coming uh, having you on as, you know, kind of one of the, the team at CrossFit Bath, it's been nice just to hear, I, you know, I suppose wisdom is is kind of what we ascribe to someone with like a lot of experience over years, right? But you've obviously got like this technical know-how. Um, and I, I guess it would just be interesting to see at, the longer you're here, the more you coach, the mm. more involved you get, like how you're able to then use that to help people and the more people yeah. will see that. Because I think that would be interesting because like just in the brief chat, there has already been a few points. I'm like, oh, I should probably write that down. <laughs> I would have written it down. I recorded the whole conversation. I'll write, I'll write it down later. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I think uh, I'm going to have to have a look at your coaching schedule. Find mm. out <laughs> find out when you're coaching. See if I can drop in on a class. Don't tell Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's no set times at the moment. I'm still just kind of plugging holes when, yeah. when they need me. But I was speaking to Ed earlier and hopefully we're going to get some kind of more regular every week this class which would be good yeah which will be good for you as well because there's like having the knowledge Mm -hmm. and then there's imparting the knowledge and you can you know you can study as much as you like and gain Mm. as much knowledge and everything and i've and you know when when we're talking about someone like al who's been doing it for a long time and he knows all the members and he knows kind of oh i should talk to this one like this Mm -hmm. and this person they need a different approach or a different time or or like the difference between somebody who's coming in at 6 p.m or 6 a.m who's like maybe not games aspiration but kind of i really want to smash this workout i've got Mm -hmm. these seven competitions lined up next year and and you know that oh i need to drive that like that person just needs me to kind of wind them up and let them go yeah and then you've got someone else that is just like oh just you know 
recovering from surgeries and this is you've got your rogers or someone like that is like i just want to be healthy mm-hmm. and maybe screaming in their face that they should go harder is not the solution <laughs> yeah right? so it's that yeah. kind of learning people and identifying yeah, how to approach everyone yeah different yeah. goals nice well Dre, thank you for joining me thank you it's been a pleasure having you on i'm sure the members are intrigued to have learned so much <laughs> about you yeah hopefully i meet more people um on the classes because well i just train alone at the moment so it'll be good to meet more yeah. more members is that choice or because nobody wants to train with you <laughs> well it's probably choice like the time of day um plus uh my coach that programs for me people might not enjoy kind of doing my sessions because they're very much built around me um and so yeah a lot of strength stuff a lot of weightlifting stuff um which some people might enjoy but yeah it's more so time of day justin trains with me a lot which he wanted me to mention that he wants to come on the podcast um so yeah justin can see get him on he wants to he's come on all right let's let's make this happen yeah it's like as if i'm not letting people come on as if i'm not begging people (laughs) throughout the week to come on the podcast Let's make that happen. Okay, so we're finishing here, guys. We've had a lovely chat with Joey, and we've got a new guest booked in. (laughs) What a day. Brilliant. Well, thanks again, Joey, and thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll see you all next week.